0: Wow, what a wild week it has been. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Crystal Sparks and my whole goal of this podcast is that it helps grow your faith and it helps to equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Um, I am actually recording this on my AirPods, and I am at my house and I have been actually off of social media for over a week now, and I just felt like I needed a break from all the voices in my head, and oh my goodness, like it's so much, and then now with everything with the coronavirus kicking up, um, Brian was really like, hey, like you need to get your voice out there and say kind of what you think, so this is going to be me just sharing some things um, with you guys um, that I think will encourage you. Um, so there's no doubt that I think that fear is spreading faster than the coronavirus at this point. People are in full-blown panic. It's been wild to me going to the grocery store and things are completely cleared out, like there's limits put on Toilet paper and water and like all these things it is absolutely unreal and in fact Brian and I last night on our date night um, I was telling him babe like has there ever been a point in time in our lifetime that something like this has happened and neither one of us can remember something to this degree like there's been different illnesses there's been different things that have happened but not to this degree where it's caused like worldwide panic to begin to ensue and so we were just talking about it and I do think that There's definitely legitimacy in how quickly this virus spreads that makes it different than the quote unquote normal um, virus or normal sickness. I, I wouldn't be that person that says it's just like the flu. Um, however, I, I don't know a lot of answers right now. You know, like some people have asked me my thoughts and, and was my stance on this. And again, like I said, I'm off social media. So it's just people who have messaged me and have asked my thoughts on it. And I don't know a lot of answers, but I do know this. I know that God has not called us to walk in fear And he's not called us to walk in fear. That's not part of him. In fact, I know this to be true, that the tactic of the enemy is twofold. Number one, it's fear. And number two, it's isolation. And you see fear all throughout the Bible. You see that when the enemy comes on scene, He begins to invoke fear. And for God to empower his people to do what they're called to do, God repeats himself over and over again, do not be afraid. Um, In fact, I love reading through Joshua chapter one, um, because God tells Joshua so many times, Joshua, be strong and very courageous. Like he tells him over and over again. And I think for us in this time, like if there's the one thing that we need to remind ourselves of is don't be afraid. Like, don't be afraid. This is not the time to um, be fearful because fear truly is not, uh, I remember i always heard people say that the opposite of fear is faith. That's not true. Um, In fact, it says in 1 John that perfect love casts out all fear. So it's when we know that we are the most loved that fear begins to dissipate. It is when we question God's love for us in a particular area that fear begins to ensue. Um, My daughter, Braley, she was the cutest little thing. And um, whenever she was a little bit, she loved going to Chuck E. Cheese. And um, she would get so excited when we pull up in the parking lot. But the one thing she would ask us over and over again, she'd be like, Mom, is, is the mouse going to be there? Cause I don't want to see the mouse. And we'd be like, I don't know, really? Like we can't guarantee you that the mouse won't be there. And we would walk in and everything would be great until Chucky would put on that horrible costume and he would come out and Braylee would be terrified She would run. She would be playing on any kind of like equipment, any game, and she would run as fast as she could. She would find me and see me from a distance and run as quickly as she could into my arms. Now, in all the times that that happened over the course of her childhood, she never, ever ran to a stranger's arms. She never, ever dove into some random person. She never, ever just would go and get in isolation. She always ran to the person that she knew loved her and would protect her. And I will say in this time of all these things going on in society, we're running to the thing that we perceive will protect us. For some of us, it's our ability to be prepared, and so we are really good at trying to protect ourselves, and so we're doing everything we can to protect ourselves. For other people, it's sinking themselves deeper into fill-in-the-blank. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's something you're doing to numb yourself. Whatever it is, you're running to the thing that you perceive loves you and is going to care for you. And I love this in Isaiah chapter 54, um, verse 10, it says, Yet my love and kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace and completeness be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Now, just a little bit of backdrop here. This worst peace in our society, we just think of like a peace sign, like, you know, like something calm. But that word peace in the original translation means wholeness, means nothing missing, nothing broken. It means health, it means prosperity, wellness. And whenever Isaiah is writing these words, Culture and society is finding themselves in a situation that is the antithesis of peace. There is nothing peaceful about what's happening to them. They are oppressed. They are afflicted. There's all these things coming upon them. Um, so much bad stuff is happening in their society. And yet Isaiah writes that God says, My love and kindness shall not depart from you, nor my covenant of peace depart from you. So God's letting his people know that even though everything in your culture is saying one thing, It does not change my word for you. It doesn't change my covenant in your life. And I think a lot of times what we do is we define our faith by what we can see. When God has called us, come on, Romans says that we walk by faith and not by sight. So in other words, the unseen is more important than the seen. In Isaiah 54 verse 4, it says, Fear not, for you shall not be ashamed. Neither be confounded, depressed, or you shall be put to shame. And so I love what he's saying here. Hey, listen. Listen believing in me isn't gonna lead you to a place of shame. Believing in me is not gonna mean that you're gonna get disappointed. I think a lot of us right now, we ask ourselves, the question is faith enough? And I would submit to you that faith has been, will be, and always shall remain enough. And our faith in God right now is the most important time. It's more important today than ever that you believe and declare what the word of the Lord says. It's more important today than ever that you truly believe that God loves you. And in knowing that he loves you, that means that there's no area of your life that is exempt from that love. That means that God is, a, he is a very keenly aware of your family circumstance, of your needs, of your health conditions. He cares. He's involved in it all. In Isaiah 53 verse four, it says, surely has borne our griefs, our sickness, weakness, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we, Considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our guilt and our iniquities. The chastisement of peace, being well being, was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So I want you to get out of this twofold. Number one, the same cross that brought you salvation also brings healing. The same cross that we believe is how we obtain salvation through Christ is that his perfect sacrifice made a way for us to be able to go to heaven, for us to be redeemed. That same cross also buys our redemption on this side of eternity. I believe that a lot of times we're good at seeing Jesus as our savior, but we forget that the same Jesus that came, to save us also came to heal our bodies. And so I want to encourage you today that whatever is going on in this world, do not allow what's happening in the world to define your faith. Allow your faith to define what's happening in this world. Yes, things may look look bleak. Yes, news media is feeding you all kinds of fear. And might I just suggest to you, anything that you are consuming at this point in time in our history that makes you feel that feeling of panic, that feeling of anxiety, that feeling of worry, that is not... From God. In fact, I would tell you that anytime that you are watching something that's invoking that emotion in you, I would advise that you step away from it because God wouldn't want you to do things that are going to diminish your faith. He's going to want you to surround yourself with voices that are going to build you up, that are going to remind you of God's promise, that remind you of God's faithfulness. Uh, Philippians 4 8 says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And so, for me right now in this time of life, I'm just choosing to believe that if God be for us, who can be against us? That God has set his love upon us, that it was for our sins and for our wellness that he was crucified. So, today, and every day, um, I invoke one of my favorite scriptures. Is in Psalm ninety one. The entire chapter is so good. It's full of so many good things. And in it, it says that um, that we don't have to be fearful. It calls God our refuge. And it says this in verse ten, Psalm ninety one, verse ten. It says, "No evil shall befall you, nor plague shall come near your dwelling." For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In Hebrews, I believe it's chapter four, it talks about how that we never know when we're entertaining angels, right? That we have innumerable angels with each one of us. So I want to encourage you in this, that God has more defense that you can't see than the negative reports that you can see. And so in this time, in this juncture of history, it's so important that the church, right? up and I believe that we do these four different things number one that we expect God's goodness in our life that we expect God's goodness in our life hope in the Bible means this it's a confident expectation that something good is going to happen the enemy through fear is getting you to expect the negative that's why a lot of people are watching what they're they're I mean they're not watching but they're just watching for bad but they're saying all these negative things and what they're doing is you're prophesying the negative into your life you're expecting you have a confident expectation that something bad's gonna happen okay it just that same way that you're operating in fear, operate in faith. Instead of storing up for the worst, why don't we store it for the best? Why don't we believe God that this is going to be the greatest miracle, that he's about to do something so big and so great that through our greatest obstacle is going to come God's greatest opportunities. What if we began to wake up every single day expecting God's goodness, expecting his healing, expecting his provision? I believe that that's what God wants us to do because here in Psalm 91, God's promised us a lot of big things and he's telling us um, i love at the end he says with a long life in psalm 91 verse 16 i will satisfy him and show him my salvation so he's saying that there's never going to be a season or a time in your life that you're not going to experience and see with your own eyes the goodness of god i love that with throughout the amplified translation every time it says no it says to know and understand for yourselves And God wants you to have a firsthand experience with him. So he wants you to expect it. In Proverbs chapter one, it says that we will see God's faithfulness in every season. And so I love that so much, that God never sees a season of our life where we don't see his goodness in his favor. Let me just declare this, that whenever this scripture was written in Proverbs chapter one, God knew that there was gonna be a coronavirus. He knew that there was gonna be things that were gonna happen. But you know what? He still knew that his word was greater, that his promise was stronger than any diagnosis from any doctor or any physician or any evil attack that could come upon you. That it's better. So, what what is my responsibility? My responsibility is to expect God's goodness, to know that He has set His love upon me, and because He loves me, I'm not going to be fearful. The only reason why we're fearful, again, is because we question God's love for us in that area. We believe, a lot of us believe that God loves us for salvation loves us enough to save us, loves us enough to get us into heaven. But we don't believe that he'll love us enough to protect our children, to take care of every good thing. But the truth is, is that God cares about it all. The next thing is, is you have to receive it. You have to receive it. Uh, Romans 5 17 it says for it is by one man's offense death reigned through the one much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one who is Christ Jesus see here's the thing is that God's grace and his righteousness are given to us as a gift and do you pay for a gift no do you could you ever earn a gift no the grace of God that purchased our healing is what purchased our healing. And faith is the hand that reaches out and receives it. I'm going to say that again. The grace of God purchased our healing and faith is the hand that reaches out and receives it. See, God has got all these great things available to us, but they do no good if we aren't willing to receive it. We have to be willing to lay hold of it. Um, it's not believing in healing is like if I went to a dealership right now and bought you a new car. I paid for it, covered all the insurance for as long as you would own it. And then I go to the manager and let them know that everything is taken care of, that you'll be in. And then you walk in and you don't choose to believe or receive it. And so you go in, you get the car, but you apply for a loan and continue to make monthly payments. This is what we do through worry, fear, and doubt. We're attempting to pay for what Jesus has already paid for. And here's the thing. Is that we just got to expect it and receive it. We just have to receive it. We just have to say, thank you, Jesus, that I receive your healing. I receive your protection. And I, I just challenge you now, today, with all this that's going on. I have prayed Psalm 91 over my kids and my family for years. Um, it's what I declare over us all the time. But today's a great time for you to start declaring Psalm 91 over your family and just believing that God's going to take care of them and then just receive it you expect it and then receive it. And then number three is declare it. What you say about your problem is more important than the problem itself. And some of us, maybe you're one of the people that are listening and you can quote all the statistics about coronavirus. You can say how many new cases there are today and how many are in the state of Texas and how many are in Utah and how many are in Colorado, how many are in Canada that you're listening and Australia people listen from there. That's great that you can quote all the statistics, but can you, but can you quote five scriptures about what God says? Here's the thing is knowing, knowing what's happening. Cause I believe that God has called us to be wise, right? Don't be dumb, wash your hands, all of those things. But there's a big difference in being wise and living in fear. And for me in my life, I'm going to declare the word of the Lord. And so I believe that in this time that we're in, that God's looking for a people who will rise up and speak boldly the word of the Lord over our situations and our circumstance. Um, I'm sending out an um, email with some things in there, and I've got a prayer um, for you guys to pray. Um, it's as it relates to coronavirus, and then I also have a whole bunch of scriptures um, for you to declare over your family. Um, but I believe these scriptures have been ones that have been just pivotal to me in my life. 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, God will never give you a spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. I love that so much. In Jeremiah 30, 17, it says, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. There's so many good scriptures in here. And then I also have declarations that you can begin to say out loud. I believe that you are the greatest prophet to your own life and begin to declare God's goodness. I'm praying for our government. I'm praying for um, our military. I'm praying for our first responders. I'm praying for our doctors and people that are doing research right now and just declaring that God is going to work a miracle, that he's going to give them wisdom and insight of what to do. But then also on the flip end, I'm also praying God's protection over my family. I'm praying Psalm 91. It says that a thousand may fall at one side and 10,000 at the other, but no evil shall befall us. No place. Shall come to our dwelling for with a long life, he will show to satisfy us and show us your salvation. So I want you to begin to declare the positive things. And I know for some of us we're new at this, and maybe even you're like me, I've had to pull out old ones and remind myself. And uh, Brian asked me, He's like, Babe, are you gonna get back on social media? And I'm like, I don't think I want to because um I'll just be honest, I have a natural inclination to fear, I can slide into fear. Really easily. That's a natural bent for me. And so, right now in the season, I don't think it's wise for me to feed that um, to my mind and my spirit. That's not why I got off of social media, but right now it's why I'm continuing to abstain from it, is because I want to make sure that the things that I put in my life are Philippians 4 8 kind of things, that they're whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is praiseworthy. I'm going to think about those things. And so, staying centered in this time, I believe, is so important. And uh, hey, something so crazy is that uh, our church as a staff, we do a planning. I'm just like talking to y'all like my girlfriends. Is that okay? I hope that you're just like riding down the road or maybe you're on a run and you're hanging out with me. Um, We do a planning meeting where we forecast out what sermon series we're going to do. And back in December, we had decided that for Easter, going into Easter, the weeks leading up to Easter, we were going to do a series called Good News. And then in January, we had said that this week that the topic was going to be healer, that Jesus came to bring us good news, and that is that he is a healer. How crazy is that? And so that's what I'm speaking about on Sunday, is that Jesus is our healer, and all of our staff are just amazed at the sovereignty of God, that He knew exactly like what we would be facing and what the climate of our society and the word that they would need to hear, that He prepared us back in December. Hey guys, this is the series I want you to do. And it would land on the exact Sunday um, that all of this would happen. And so I just truly believe that God is going to do something big. Um, maybe you're not a part uh, and you don't live close here. Um, I would challenge you. You can join us online i'll include the link down below in our show notes and i would love for you to be a part of our online service it happens um i believe it's like at ten thirty central standard time but don't trust me i'm i'm very bad at these things but i'll have the link and you could be a part of that this sunday i would love for you to be a part of that and hey wherever you are and wherever this finds you um i just want to speak peace over your heart that God shalom, that nothing missing, nothing broken, the wholeness, prosperity, wellness, his goodness, his favor over your life. That I just declare over you wherever you're at, that God is supernaturally protecting you, that you have nothing to fear. I just declare right now in Jesus name that God, I thank you that Lord, I thank you that you're bringing calm to the storm. That, Lord, I thank you that you're showing people that you are there for them. That, God, if you be for them, who can be against them? That, Father, I thank you that you are greater than Corona. You are greater than any diagnosis. You are greater than any plot or scheme of the devil. That, Father, right now we declare in this, uh, this place that, God, we trust you. We trust you above anything that news media is saying. We trust you above any diagnosis, that God, you are the name above all names. And so, Father, I thank you that this is coming to an end and that a resolution is going to be brought quickly in Jesus name. Father, I thank you for it. Amen and amen. Hey, I hope you got something out of that. And uh, as always, be sure and be subscribed so you never miss out on what's happening over here on my podcast. And man, I appreciate y'all so much. And uh, if you could share this with somebody that you think might get some encouragement out of it. And let's do something awesome for God this week.